What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday and my wife's birthday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widda. Um, yes, thank you very much. Happy to be here again and uh, happy birthday, Kevin. <laughs> I see, because we bicker like a married couple, Kevin. You're like, it's, he's your work wife. He is my work wife. He's everybody's everybody's work wife. We have a whole we have a real sister wives thing going on. It kind of funny huh. in terms of work wives. Of course, happy 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 birthday, Jen! What a lovely person you 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 really did marry up there, didn't you? Do you, do you ever wake Very up lucky. in the morning sometimes, or just like in the shower, just going like, how the fuck did I land this jackpot? I don't deserve any of this. Uh, yeah, you know what time? I mean. Every waking hour, I think about how I don't deserve any of this, Gary. <laughs> uh, Gary, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been, uh, I've been keeping busy, you know, which is, you know, it's better than the alternative. It's a You've good thing. You've been writing some stuff? You're writing some, what are you writing? You're yeah, writing a Marvel working movie, on, a DC yeah, working movie, on, doing some Netflix working TV on all, shows? Working on all kinds of, I know Tell you me. really want me to do that DC or uh, Marvel. I, de- I definitely that's want always, to. That's always right where you go. You know, I you want you to know. do it. And then I, I, you know, the dream is you do it. And that's the one where I'm going to come to set with you. That's the one where you don't get, you don't get to get rid of me. I'm coming no matter what. I'm coming. No, I'm going to be, be, I'll be Gary with his personal assistant. would be the first person that I would invite to, to such a, such a, I think. Well, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I like that a lot. You know what I mean? But you're good. You're well. What are you still playing the role playing? That's still the thing that's dominant in your life? Yeah. So um, uh, uh, mostly still doing the role playing, still really enjoying that, having a lot of fun with it, still putting up the uh, um, the, the Twitch streams and the YouTube shows and uh, also playing. Um, I started playing It Takes I started playing mm-hmm. It Takes Two with my daughter. Now yeah. I'm playing it with my wife. And it's a, you know, it's a great, you know, because you literally play a husband and a wife in the game. Totally. So it's a perfect game to play as a husband and wife combo. Uh, yeah, Greg Miller from kindoffunny.com, Gary. Uh, did your daughter not enjoy it, or was it too complex for her? Or I, I don't no, know where she, your daughter no, is right loves, now in video games. No, she loves it. It's not like she's off it or anything. It's just that she didn't want to play this particular weekend. She was doing, she was playing Minecraft. She was like into other sure, things. Sure. So we started playing. You know, I'll, go, I'll continue to play it with her. Um, but we actually got farther. My wife and I got farther together than, um, or I should say further together, than um than my daughter and i did we beat the first boss which was uh-huh. really cool and really fun um and your other mechanics i don't know how how far are you how far did you get into the game so far uh jen and i still have two worlds left to go through okay so you're so you're further than me so like we yeah. just got to the part where you started to do the stuff with the hammer and the nails yep great stuff and it's so just great. delightful like every time the game introduces a new mechanic you're like oh how clever you know it's like the game just keeps surprising you with new things i love it and it does that all the way through that's what i love every every different biome is like you get a different mechanic to go through none of it overstays it's welcome it's yeah. funny as it goes and it, it takes two is a great game yeah really really fun but enough about that Instead, let's talk about your first PlayStation 5 system update dropping tomorrow. The fact that CD Projekt is not giving up on Cyberpunk. And our friend of the show, Janina Gavankar, is in the Borderlands movie. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, and everything under the daily video game sun. Then... You, of course, on patreon.com slash games can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the post-show we do each and every episode, and you can get all sorts of exclusive perks and bonuses over there, including being a Patreon producer just like Mick at Denanobiologist, Tom Bach, Trent Berry, and Blackjack. Of course, if you can't support us on patreon.com slash games, no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash games, just like... 
Matt one two two five eight seven OMG Zus and of course TMG underscore Tom. You have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you, there is a brand new episode of PSI Love You XOXO live right now. It is, of course, still the fallout of Jason Schreier's Bloomberg article. We're talking about how The Last of Us does not need a remake and what we'd like to see remade uh, before it. Also, Days Gone and also just the state of PlayStation. It's one of our best episodes, I'd say. It's a great, I think, topic of the show that lasts something like an hour and 20 minutes. So head on over to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Pick up PSI Love You XOXO or get it on a podcast service. No matter where you get it, please like, subscribe, share, hit the bell, all the jazz. You know the bells and whistles. Uh, Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress and Burrow, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, Gary, is finally happening. Sound the klaxons, hit the sirens, and get your PlayStation 5 ready. The first system update is incoming. We go to the PlayStation blog where they write, the first major system software update for the PlayStation 5 console is rolling out globally tomorrow. Among its bells and whistles, I will start with PS5 storage expansion and management. Uh, Store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives. With this feature, you can now transfer your PS5 games to USB extended storage from your console's internal storage. Because PS5 games are designed to take advantage of the console's ultra-high-speed SSD, PS5 titles can't be played from USB extended storage. PS5 titles also cannot be directly downloaded to USB extended storage. However, games that you ha- games that you transfer or copy back to internal storage will automatically update when applicable. In addition, you can select which game modes you want to install, such as campaign or multiplayer, for select titles that support the option. As previously announced, this is big because this is an, about, you're saying, great, storage expansion. Fantastic. We love this. We This is something good. We can do this. It's silly that we haven't been able to move our PS5 games off there. Sucks. Can't play them, but no big deal. Of course, everybody's been asking about these M.2 drives, of course, which would be the internal expansion for the PS5 that you could play the games off of. Sony's update reads like this. As previously announced, the PS5 console will support storage expansion via M.2 drives in the future. We're currently working on this feature and we'll keep you posted with any updates on the PlayStation blog. So long story short, there is no news on that front. <laughs> I say to that, Gary. You know what I mean? I oh, very much so, Greg. I couldn't oh, agree more. Do the internal stuff there, uh, Gary? Does this do anything for you? Does this move the needle for you? Are you excited to be able to move your PS5 dri- games off of your hard drive over there and not have to re-download stuff? No, it's a half measure, isn't it? It's you know, I think they acknowledge that uh, you know it's taken them maybe it's taken them longer to ex- than expected to get the internal uh, storage solution. I'm ready, Greg. Look, I've got my screwdriver. I'm ready to take oh, my PlayStation 5 apart to yeah. get that internal storage in there. I am ready. Give me that storage and I'll get it done. Either launch an official version or or come up you know, or, or release an approved list of the third-party drives that I'll be able to um put in there. And with that cuz that's what what I really want. And I guess like this it's better than nothing, yeah. but it still ain't what we really want. I did I did read the um 
the blog update this morning. And so, yeah, if you've got a compatible USB drive, you can plug it in. And basically, you can have games that are ready to play on your actual SSD on your PlayStation internally. And then you can have games that are kind of like on deck, right? Like they're not playable, but you can swap them in and out. And the PlayStation blog explained that doing that is faster than re-downloading the games or installing them, reinstalling them from the disc. So it's something it's better than nothing, um, but it's still a hassle. It's still an inconvenience. Sure. I mean, it, I guess it's good they're giving us something, but I'm asking the question, I suppose, what is it now? Almost coming up on six months from launch, Microsoft, I guess, I know it was very expensive, but they had a plug-and-play internal storage solution on day one. We're coming up on six months, and PlayStation still don't have a date when their internal storage solution is going to be released. It's, it's a bit shitty. I know. what do you think? Oh, yeah. No, it's totally shitty. I still can't. I thought, you know, when they talked about this M2 drive, I dropped Thor's hammer. Sorry, everybody. When they talked about it, you know, uh, during Mark Cerny's presentation at what would have been GDC in 2020, the expectation was that they would have, they, they were like, we'll tell you which ones are compatible. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So when this launches, we'll know what internal drives we can insert in there. And the fact that we got there and they were like, yeah, none are. It was like, wait, what? That's weird. And the fact that it's gone on clearly is a something didn't go right something didn't go the way they were expecting in terms of how this is going to roll out. And I know people have pointed to that being a, Oh, well, you know, PlayStation five was rushed and yada, yada, yada. And like, obviously you're going to lose a bunch of stuff when it comes to either console and like system features that we will continue to talk about here that are being added. Uh, you know, you think of the PS3, you think of the PS4 and how great those were in terms of quality of life when they were done. You know, I remember the PlayStation Store on PS3 being a web browser through the PlayStation 3 itself. Like, I, I remember PS4, you know, not having uh, a whole bunch of different bells and whistles that you now think of it part of it. And I'm not saying, oh, this justifies this, this is an excuse, but it is the fact that I think all these consoles evolve so much over time. And so, yeah, it totally sucks. It's totally weird that there wasn't an M.2 drive ready to go at launch. And I think it's more glaring. It's been a more glaring problem than ever because PlayStation 5 games are so big. I myself That's, have uh, had yeah, it right, and where the, I go to download something. Really big games, and don't forget, less usable storage. I think, again, yep. I'm not going to get the exact number right, but it's 800 and change on the Xbox Series kind of It's like 660 something on the on the playstation it's not great you that it, it does i i mean this again it doesn't it didn't happen to me because i had the external i have two terabytes on my series x so like i've got loads of overhead and i did pay i, I did pay you know the extra and again yeah, you pay the premium yes, for I get it, yeah. that but like yes i've already i already had my first experience trying to install something on playstation 5 a couple of weeks ago. So i was like eh, eh, sorry you fall you gotta get rid of something I'm like really i've had this thing for like three months and totally. it's full already um so i mean let me ask you this this usb solution that they've that they've announced today yeah is that something you would use could you oh, use i use it right that? now for ps4 games oh okay so i have an external hard drive plugged into my ps5 that i've been putting all of my ps4 stuff to uh nanobiologist you're wrongs you gary that i thought uh the ps5 has 825 gigabytes of storage uh but 667 uh, gigabytes of it is usable um so yeah what i do is i have all my ps4 games on the external hard drive which causes a different problem where when an update gets pushed for a ps4 game my ps5 wigs out and like every time i turn on right now since oh I haven't, that's since interesting I since dreams is on the external hard drive and not on the actual hard drive of the ps5 every time i turn on the ps5 it, i get the notification that i couldn't install this dreams update i'm like well yeah for some reason with certain games you don't understand that you can, can download you can't install the update on the external i have to pull that over and have it done there so that's interesting let's say that you've got a game i imagine it would be the same on the ps5 let's say that you've got a game like it's on deck which is on that oh, secondary yes. drive right yeah the the, the, auto, the auto updating that's going to happen while the playstation's in rest mode that's not going to happen because it's not available to, to update so even after you move it back 
you might still have to then reinstall any updates that have been waiting. And it's in the bullet points I just read. However, games that you transfer or copy back to internal storage will automatically update when applicable. And, and, so so, and again, if, you, if you've had a if you had a game on deck for a while, is maybe a couple of updates to push? Like those updates can take a long time. Yeah. So exactly. I, again, I, I, it's something. But it's not the thing that we want, right? Which is actual internal storage. The thing about it, like, it's always that thing of, you know, people always, uh, whenever you talk about any uh, problem or concern, right? It's about how your use case is for it. Where for me, with the internet, like, whatever, we're in SF, we're super lucky, obviously, our internet's great. And it is that thing of just like, whatever, I I delete things off my hard drive. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to play that. And I re-download it. And even the big games take what, 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes or whatever to get down. And then it's there. But if you live in an area of the country that doesn't have great internet, or more importantly, has a data cap, it's a huge pain in the ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So this is a solution of again, that is not the preferred one of being able to plug in a drive and have more internal storage and just be able to keep it all there. At least at this point, you can download the game once and move it over like you're you're I'm, gonna get back to Sackboy's big adventure but you're not there yet push it over no i mean i do i i do delete and re-download games um occasionally and again i'm very very fortunate i've got gig up gig down and no data cap i know that people in other parts of the country with different providers don't have that luxury so for, so for them you know dropping i don't know what what do you pay now like a hundred bucks for like a two terabyte usb3 drive or whatever just to have that extra storage locker for your games still a hassle to move them back totally. and forth but again, way quicker than um, reinstalling it off the disc. Maybe you don't even have the disc version. You know, if it's a yeah. digital purchase, or you've got the digital PlayStation Five, and certainly more convenient uh, than than having to re-download it. Which you know, like I said, these big games can take a while, even with the fastest internet connection. So, something it's something. But what I, what we really want to hear is what is the actual solution for the internal storage? I've shown how you do it. You take the lid off. You unscrew the little thing. You pull it out. We know what you're supposed to do. But like, is there going to be an official Sony drive the way that Microsoft had its kind of official, you know, branded product with Seagate? Is are there going to be? There'll be presumably a list of like the approved third party. That's vendors. what they had said we, it would be, be right. The whole thing is like trying to match the speed of the internal. The, the, the fact, the fact that we're six months in, almost six months in, and they're not, and then and they're, and they're not even saying when the when they're going to give us more information. It's frustrating means they don't know yeah and we'll see what happens with that uh, other stuff on here though in terms of what they're doing new social features for for ps4 and ps5 consoles uh, this includes cross-generation share play ps4 and ps5 players can now share play together while chatting in parties and then a request to join game session Beyond that, there's uh, enhanced control and personalization options for PS5 consoles. First and foremost, improved game base. The game base menu uh, has been improved for quicker access to important content and features. You can now easily switch between parties and friends to start chatting with your existing parties or see what each of your online friends is up to. In addition, you can turn notifications on or off for each of the parties you're in. Uh, next up is disable game chat or uh, players vo- adjust players' volume, so you can disable all of game chat and individually go through volumes and stuff. Uh, game update pre-download. This is an interesting one. Once it's enabled by developers, title updates for games will pre-download to your console if the automatic updates setting is enabled on your console. It is enabled and your console is on or in rest mode. Uh, this will let you start playing the latest version of a game immediately after the update's release, which is nice in terms of how many times have you done that where you're excited to jump into a brand new game or something, you go in there and it's you, you've downloaded the update, but it hasn't installed yet or something to that effect. You have to wait for it to install. I hate that crap. 
uh, customized game library with the ability to search your library or hide games from view. It's now easier to find content and personalize the view of your game library. Obviously, something else that's been clunky as hell on PS5. Uh, screen zoom. This is an uh, accessibility feature. You can now adjust the magnification of the screen to suit your preference for the setting menus. And then most important for Greg Miller, new trophy settings and stat screens. Uh, the level of trophies... The level of trophies that results in automatic capture of a screenshot or video clip can now be customized. So you can, only, you can now choose to only capture and save images and videos of moments that are where you earn higher grade trophies like gold or platinum. Uh, we're also introducing a new player trophy stats screen where you can check out the summary of your trophy level and status at a glance. Gary, you, you, I'm sure you're big on this. I've, I've, I've like heard me. people talk about this before, that one of the reasons why their PlayStation 5 storage fills up quickly and they're wondering where all the space is going. Go look in like the hard drive, uh, you know, section of the settings. It will tell you is that a lot of that space is like video clips and screenshots of every bullshit bronze trophy you've ever earned. You don't want sure. that, right? So yeah, turn the, the opportunity to turn that off is well. Uh, for the record, is, you can turn it well, off already. Well you can. That's from out of the box. Those people who are like, oh, my hard drive's full. Just go into your settings and turn it off your, your trophy automatic stuff. Come on, don't be a clown. But like this is saying no, that the, like yeah, instead the, of it being maybe, all the way off, you all do the way want on. to keep the platinum clip, right? Sure. So the idea that they'd be able to like kind of tier, to have a tiered system like that, I think is that's better. Agreed. No, one hundred percent. More options are always great, so you can go in there and actually customize exactly what you're getting and make sure you get what you want. Because yeah, yeah, for me like personally, that. that'll be something I'll probably do. Where it's like I can't remember last time I really. Actually, I'm a liar. I'll leave it on. But I can see a case where I would want it only to be my bronze or my uh, my platinums or golds or whatever. Because I was like, how many times do I share a bronze? Yeah. But you know me. I share yeah. them all the time. So I should probably shut up yeah. and just do it. You know what I mean? Come on now. You know what I mean? Come on now. One thing um, that I don't know if they spoke about, but I noticed that Patrick Klepek uh, responded to this today. And I have the same comment. He said, "Can you? Um, is, is there anything in here that's going to make it simpler for me to just turn the PlayStation off or put it in rest mode? <laughs> this is actually something. And a number of people have commented on this where it's actually gone. Of course. Backwards. The Xbox, the, the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 both did this right. Hold down the PlayStation or the Xbox button. Just hold it down for a second, and you'll get the option to turn off the, the console, right? Now, yes. on the PlayStation 5, you have to do – holding down the button does nothing. You have to press the button and then navigate over to the power options, which is like that's a step back in terms of ease of use. I want them to bring back the long press, Greg, to put it into yeah. rest mode or shut Well, you, it down. I mean, you say Xbox and PlayStation – or Xbox, whatever. Xbox and PlayStation 4 got it right. So does the Switch. So does your iPhone. So does they any do goddamn it. device you're using. Any yeah, other device you use in 2021 it. understands holding down the power button means – oh, maybe – or a button means I should ask you if you want to turn this thing off. Nothing, nothing happens by accident at this level, Greg. Every decision is a conscious decision. They made a conscious decision to make it this way. I don't know why they, I, I, I don't know why they're doing they it. They, 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 they want you to go through that little They want you to go to that bar. Because I mean, the thing is, I still do it. It's such an ingrained behavior. I, hold, I still hold down the PlayStation button on my DualSense all the time. Like, why is this not doing anything? It's supposed to. And that's got to oh, be no, a fix I gotta press it, And then navigate chick, 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 over to power options and then go into another fucking pull-down menu. And turn, it, it's, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good UX. It's it is not good UX. UX. You're right. You're right, Gary. I agree with you 100% there. And I imagine that fix is incoming as well. How long it'll be, who knows? And why it isn't part of this one. Maybe it is too. Sometimes PlayStation does that where they list a bunch of stuff, but then people get it in their hands tomorrow and find a whole bunch of other stuff that are in there. We'll see. But no, I'm right there with you. And then most importantly, you know, new trophy settings and stat screens. Fantastic. Make the, give me the fucking option to make the trophies goddamn vertical again. This horizontal bullshit with these giant icons, I don't give a shit. I want to be able to see at a glance what I still need to do. To sort it vertically, look at it, and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, get out of there. That's what, I mean, I, uh, my PlayStation trophy usage is now completely funneled to psnprofiles.com. 
Because there it's just easy. It's a web page. It's sorted the way I want to look at it. I open up, I'll forget sometimes and go over there like, oh, maybe it'll be easy to get. No, it's never easy. Giant fucking lock symbol on a trophy. I'm like, what? When I'm reading, like, I'm getting maybe a fifth of the sentence of what I need to do. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What's up? You know what I mean? I don't got time I, for I, it. I'm going to move on because I'm going to start to get annoyed about stuff like this. Let me give I, you I one more then here. They also talk about new features for the PlayStation app, and this, and then we'll get out of here so you don't get annoyed. Uh, we're yes. also introducing a myriad of new features for PlayStation app to make it easier than ever to connect your console, uh, connect with your console experience remotely. Recently, we introduced the ability to save products to a, in a wish list, get notifications when your friends are online, and change your console online status. In the coming weeks, we'll be rolling out even more, including the ability to join a multiplayer session on PS5 from the app, manage PS5 console storage, which is huge. Compare trophy collections with friends and sort and filter products shown in the PlayStation Store. You can download the PlayStation app for free from Google Play or the App Store. Have you ever used this app, Gary? Occasionally. Um, and I do and I do like I use the Xbox app too. And I it is nice to be able to um manage stuff. Occasionally, uh, you know, I'll there'll be a game that I want to install I want to get. I'll like put the code in. Um and I can, you know, install it directly to my console from, you know, the app or the web browser. And so when I turn on my Xbox, like it's already there. That's really cool. Because you don't always want to go to your Xbox and have to turn it on to do this stuff. To be able to but do no, it remotely no, through that. the app, whether it be Xbox or PlayStation is good. Better, better, you know, when these phone apps, that neither of them are that great to be nice. I think both of them could be could be better, the Xbox app and the and the PlayStation app. Of course. Um, but, I, but I like that at least they're offering this kind of integration. And as you can see, it's getting better all the time. Um, yeah, I like it. It's good. These are good. Yeah, that's good the biggest thing for me. I use my PlayStation Four app all the, or PlayStation app all the time, and it's still got so many clunky edges to it that it's not like I use it all the time for. I, I wish I was using it all the time to redeem codes and stuff, but the codes inevitably have me re-signing in, and it takes forever to load up the page for some reason and go through that way, and then download. Yeah, and I've had a couple of times where it doesn't work. If it's a code that I'm like, ooh, you know, I want to make sure this code works. I don't always trust the app or the web browser. I will do it sure. directly through the console. Sure. Yeah, of course. So, but I'm with you of like, I love the convenience of the app. I do like being, I use it to message primarily. Like when somebody uh -huh. actually wants to talk, it's so much easier than trying to type off on the virtual keyboard. Uh, so it's just easier that way. So I, I am thankful that they are supporting it as well and continue to move on it. But yeah, we shall see. Vertical trophies, power button. Let's get there. Internal Start, storage. Let's get there. Internal storage. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not asking what's, for what, the moon what, what's here. Number, what's number one on your personal wish list? Out of those three, I mean, for me, the, the vertical. Well, I mean, I mean, it might be something we haven't even talked about. I don't know personally. What do you want? It's got to be the storage, right? Surely. Yeah, I think That's the storage the would benefit the most people and benefit all of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could just plug more storage and they'd be done. Because again, it's like, but I, I feel like the, here's the thing: you say that, and I, I agree with you, but I don't feel like the storage is something I'm constantly thinking about. I think every few weeks I'm not paying attention. I have too many games on there. Oh, shit, I got to delete something. Well, I was going to get back to this, but I'll get back to it later or I never will. Like, that's when it comes up. Whereas, like, you're talking the power button, right? That's a great one. The fucking holding on the power button should have been fixed by now. And I, I know and I know it's only like an extra second or two, but like it just, the, the, but the point is it just doesn't need to be that way. It, we, it's not like it's a theoretical idea that it can be better and more convenient. We know it can because they did it on the PlayStation 4. Xbox still does it. We know there's a better way. There they deliberately, be for some reason, made it worse. And I just will never understand it. Number two in the Roper Report. CD Projekt is not giving up on cyberpunk. We go to Reuters where the Reuters writes, 
Video games maker CD Projekt has no plans to shelve Cyberpunk 2077 and is committed to fixing glitches to make its flagship game a long-term success after a troubled rollout, Joint Chief Executive Adam Kaczynski told Reuters. Kaczynski said CD Projekt was in touch with Sony, which pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from its PlayStation Store only a week after its debut in December amid complaints of glitches in the video game. Quote, I don't see an option to shelve Cyberpunk 2077. We are convinced that we can bring the game to such a state that we can be proud of it and therefore successfully sell it for years to come, Kaczynski said. CD Projekt released a patch for Cyberpunk 2077 last month, and Kaczynski said that the new patch, 1.2, was a step towards the game's return to the PlayStation Store and that the Polish game maker had, quote, friendly relations with Sony. Would love to be a fly on the wall for those friendly conversations. Last month, the company also unexpectedly canceled plans to develop a standalone multiplayer version of Cyberpunk 2077. Kaczynski said that the format is more risky for the company, which has, to date, focused on single-player games. Kaczynski, who has worked at CD Projekt Red, or, sorry, I'm sorry, CD Projekt since it was founded nearly three decades ago, said the company is looking for acquisition opportunities as it embarks on a fundamental change to be able to develop two high-budget games in parallel from next year. Acquisitions would not be aimed at boosting financial results and would be restricted to any geographical locations, he said, and not be restricted to any geographical locations, he said. Gary Witta, when does C- uh, Cyberpunk come back to PlayStation? I mean, that's going to be down to Sony, isn't it? They're, they're yeah. the ones that are going to make it's their store. Um, I mean, the, the, the main headline here, you know, CD Projekt is not abandoning, abandoning Cyberpunk. It's not really a surprise at all. I've been saying it all along ever since this catastrophe, this debacle first, you know, became apparent on day one of the game's launch that they, that, that they were not going to abandon it. They can't afford to. They've got, of course you know, not countless millions of dollars, you know, invested in this thing. And it would only look even worse for them for them to just walk away. Now, there is a point in some games where you do walk away. Anthem, right? EA made a decision to walk away. But that, to EA's credit, that is after they gave it a fair shake. You know, they said to the developers, like, show us what an Anthem 2.0 would look like. We'll take a look. And then, we'll, you know, they, they, did, they did at least, like, explore it. And they explored all their options to try and save it. Um, and they concluded that having looked at everything, they had reached the end of the road. And I think that's fair enough. They're nowhere near the end of the road on Cyberpunk. It's had a really, really, really rocky launch. Uh, but we have seen cases in the past where games can be redeemed. No Man's Sky is the example that everyone talks about. Fallout 76 is another good example. I think one of the Final Fantasy games, I, I never remember which one, that had an amazing turnaround. So it is doable. Cy, you know, CD Projekt, you know, for, for them, Cyberpunk is a hugely, hugely important title. Uh, they cannot just walk away from it. They they have to. This is not. I don't think it's throwing good money after bad. They have to fix it, and they can fix it. And in time, they will. And I think what we're all looking for is a CD project more than anyone, but gamers as well should be invested in this. Is getting to the point where the new cycle finally flips over. They cr- they cross some kind of tipping point where you know all the new sites are, and all the gamers are saying, "Hey, guess what? Cyberpunk's actually fucking good now. They finally got it where it should have been at launch." Um, and you know, what, what's past is past and now let's enjoy the game as it is, which is now like the great game that, you know, whether or not the game actually has like deeper gameplay problems, like that's, you know, something to talk about separately, but in terms of, is this just a functioning game? They're, they're getting there. They're getting there slowly. I know the, the, it it seems like it's like two, it feels like two steps forward, one step back. I watched a bunch of 
coverage of the most recent update they just put out for PC and the console versions. It was a big update. It was 1.2, something like that. And the, the the consensus seemed to be, yes, they fixed a lot of stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that's still broken. There's sure. lots of that hasn't been addressed. Like it's a long road and they and they will get there. I, I mean, See, it seems clear now that the game needed at least another year in oh, development, yeah. another year. And again, Microsoft started to look very smart for delaying Halo Infinite because th- th- that could have been a disaster as well that the company could not afford. So delaying the game, waiting until it's ready, seems like the smart thing to do. As to when Sony will put it back on the store, I think it will be part of that. And when we do hopefully get to that, and I do think it's a matter of when, not if, when we get to that redemptive part of the news cycle where people are saying, hey, guess what? It's good now. It going back on the PlayStation store will be like a big flag. You know, that'll be the plan. They're like, it's good again. It will not, you know, again, like it never was, right? But it's good now. And Sony have put it back on the store. That, that, that will, I think, will be a very positive thing for Cyberpunk and for CD Projekt. Just a question of how long it's going to take them to get there. See, I don't even think it'll be that positive for them. I think I'm with you. No? They have to do this. They can't abandon it, obviously. They have to get it to a place where it can be on PlayStation Store. Otherwise, what are you going to do when you move to your next game and you try to promote that and you come out of it? But I think even when you get back to, all right, it's good. It's good. It's not going to be it's good now. I think it's going to be it's good enough to be on the PlayStation Store, which I don't think will ever live up to the hype E3 demos. It'll ever live up to the way the NPCs move through crowds and the way the police acted and the, like all the things people talk about this game being broken. Like that's fundamental dna stuff like i don't think you're ever going to see this game push beyond what it is which is a and this is what it is on you know playstation 5 or i guess even pc right being a definitive place uh, being a really good rpg a really good western rpg not one that changed the industry not one that changed the genre it's just a really good one i don't think you're going to see them push the the bar so far past that i think they push to hey it's back it can go on the store great it's a solid game and it's there and now we can do the dlc and we can get out of this because i don't think this is a quagmire and a and a reputation that you can turn around i don't think we can wait the what i would imagine being two years to where the game would actually be no, like the, 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 they've the rebuilt st- it. The, the stain of the catastrophic launch will always be there. No one's ever going to forget that. Like, you know, 20, 30 years from now, you know, we'll, we'll still be, we'll be reading oral histories of like, you know, what happened, you know, with the cyberpunk launch. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's going to be one of the great infamous stories of video game history. There's no way around that. Um, it was just, it was just awful. Well, I think partly here's what I would like to see. I, and then I'm sure there are business reasons why they won't or can't do this, but I feel like what they should do is retroactively correct a mistake that they made in the first place, which was they should never have developed PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions at all. It was it became clear immediately that the asp- the technical aspirations for the game exceeded what was possible mm-hmm. or reasonable on a, on a current-gen console. The, 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 the PlayStation 4 version and the Xbox One version out of the gate, and even now with all the patches, it's a joke. It's not, it's not a proper game. It's not a functioning products it's certainly once again pc ruined everything you know what i mean if there wasn't a pc skew they were building for if they would have built it on playstation 4 everything would have been fine well here's i mean here's what i would like them to see here's what i would actually like them to to see them do now is just abandon the playstation 4 and the xbox one version you say you know what it was a mistake we we, we should have targeted next gen hardware high-end pcs we should never put the playstation 4 and xbox one versions out if you want if you anyone who bought it if you want you want your money back you can have it they're obviously already doing those those refund programs um they should just refund everyone who bought the playstation 4 
uh, and Xbox One's uh, Xbox One versions, and then take th those resources. Every developer that's working on trying, you know, basically this Sisyphean struggle, pushing this boulder uphill of trying to get the game stable on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Forget about it. Every every, every day that goes by, those consoles become less and less relevant. Just put all your chips now on the next gen versions. That's what it should have been in the first place. Cyberpunk is a futuristic game. It's about high end technology. Just bank everything on the next gen versions. Wait another year. And, and put everything out on what would have been like at that point fully mature series x and playstation 5 platforms they fucked up uh but you know they i i think there's i think there's a way again they'll they'll never completely erase the stain it's always going to be there but one thing that i would do strategically is just say you know what playstation 4 xbox one let's just agree it was never a good idea and, and we'll never speak of it again um, you know, like the Connect, we'll just pretend it didn't ever fucking exist. You know, we're all very embarrassed by it. And let's and let's just put all of our resources on the next gen versions that actually can be viable. Not a chance. That would be nuclear to their reputation. I, Think I, about how hard it is to get a PlayStation Five and a Series X right now. Those and that and people who aren't making that jump and the one hundred and forty. I mean, yeah, I mean the, I mean the, I, yeah, I, I, and I and I agree that it's not optimal. And I, I said there are, there are all kinds of business reasons why they probably would never do that. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying it's a, it would be a way in you know, fantasy land. In fantasy land, they should have seen the writing on the wall and been honest about it and been like, hey, everybody. The, again, the ideal version was to, you know, prevention, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. They should have just kept the game in development for a year longer, not bothered with the last gen versions, go all in on. on they didn't do that. They fucked up. The question is, would that be a way for them to correct by saying, you know what? Yeah, the, the, the current gen versions were a mistake. We own up to that. We are now transferring all our resources to making the versions. Like you, you have to, at some point you have to triage, right? You save what yeah. you can save and you abandon what can't be saved. I, I personally don't think that the current gen versions, the old gen versions, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One can't be, so I think they're beyond salvaging. And they should take, instead of having developers fighting that unwinnable battle, bring them over to the battle that can be won, which is getting the current gen version and the high-end PC version stable quickly perfect world yeah but now they got to sit there and take their medicine and make this game work and get it on the store before they can ever do anything again as a company which is again why you know this whole the, the reuters article ends on the you know making two different games in parallel and like i remember when that got announced it was like people don't want to hear that that's not what they want to hear right now you know what i mean they still don't trust you to make these games like you got to sit there and you got to sit in your mess and fix this but okay, let, okay let, 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 wait, let me let me make a particular prediction where i think actually part of this might become true because you asked the question specifically, when do you think Cyberpunk will come back to the PlayStation Store? Yeah. Here's my prediction, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to make it anyway. The That's PlayStation 5 version will come back to the store. The PlayStation 4 version will not. Man. What about that? That's a, that's a, that's a prediction, Gary. It's a dangerous prediction. I'm putting know? it out there. Again, like, well, I'm, wrong, I, I, I'm wrong most of the time. So let's just keep, you know, let's just keep the trend going. It's, yeah. it's the thing here. I'm it's not that your 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 prediction's crazy. I can see that reality. The problem is I just can also see the public backlash of I will never buy in the granted a lot of it would be hyperbole. Of course, I'll never buy CD Projekt Red again. But like they've said, you know, uh, since this all started that their goal in like their investors, right? Their shareholders, I think in a meeting were like, it doesn't matter how much money this costs. It's about our reputation. Like we have to do that. And I do believe those people are hungry to get their reputation back to as good a place as it can possibly get. And I just think that that means that they sit there and work on that PlayStation four version for as long as it takes to get it into a 
shippable I mean, state. It'll never. Right. It's never going to look like PS5 or PC. It's never going to run like good, that. As a make good for the people that already bought it, but given that I don't think you know, even if even if even if they had, like, they spent years having uh, focusing all the development efforts on just getting the PlayStation 4 version actually really good, I don't think it's. I don't. I, my guess is it's not possible. So make it as good as you can for the people that already bought the game but i but don't offer it to new players because it's never going to be a, a tremendous offering for new players on playstation 4 just go with the version you can save we shall see real quick before we out of here kind of steven uh you're wrong i missed you say this uh the final fantasy game gary couldn't think of was the original release of final fantasy 14 okay we looking for yeah, i knew that was one of them yeah that. and that, that did have a big turnaround right it did. Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's uh, in beta today on uh, PlayStation 5, I think. Yeah. And that's cool. got a huge audience and stuff like that. Uh, number three on the Roper Report, friend of the show, Janina Gavankar, has been added to the Borderlands movie. We start at Randy Pitchford's Twitter, who tweeted, Janina Gavankar will join the cast of the Borderlands movie as an all-new character I named specifically for this story. Janina will play Commander Knox, who followed in her father's footsteps when she joined Atlas's private army, the Crimson Lance. She is, in a word, badass. Uh, Janina also tweeted, uh, a quote tweeting the Deadline article uh, about all this stuff, saying, if you know me, you know that this movie will not... We'll, I'm sorry. If you know me, you know that this movie will be a lot more than just another gig for me. I'll be carrying every writer, dev, voice actor, and gamer that has worked on and played Borderlands in my heart as I head to Pandora. And then she put up a little red heart. Of course, Janina, longtime friend of Kind of Funny. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash Janina to catch her We Have Cool Friends from Halloween 2019. Uh, see us talk about her career and life there. And I couldn't be more jazzed for this. Uh, love Janina, obviously, friend. Uh, but like... Again, the Borderlands movie. I've talked to you before. I think last week on this is we were talking about who got added. Uh, who who's a who? It's Kevin Hart. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's Kate Blanchett. Uh, they added somebody else, right? I forget who it was last week that we talked about. Jack but Black's like, in it. Yeah, yeah. They keep adding people to this movie, and I asked you if I was allowed to be excited for it. You said I was allowed to be excited for it. Yeah, you are. I mean, you know, I think your excitement for this is going to be commensurate to you know your excitement about. The, I like I like board. I I like Borderlands. I don't love it. I think it's. I enjoyed playing the last one then until I didn't. And I just moved on to the next sure. thing. The loot grind got a bit, bit grindy for me, but I always liked the tone. I think there should be more funny games. There should be more comedic kind of, you know, acerbic games that kind of come at things sideways and don't take everything too seriously. I like that. Um, not, you know, the, the sense of humor is not always my cup of tea, but I do, you know, I, I, I like that it's out there trying to do something different. Um, I'm glad that Borderlands exists. They've got good talent behind this movie. I think he has a decent, better than average shot of being one of the very, very few good, you know, video game movies uh, to, to, uh, to come out. And, uh, you know, I don't know Janina anything like as well as you do. I know just by reputation, but she seems like a cool person. Good for her. Yeah, she's a really cool person. Uh, so, yeah, let's see what happens with this Borderlands movie. And then go to kindoffunny.com slash Janina. Catch her. We have cool friends. Uh, and for now, let's move to number four. Kevin, there's a link for you here, and it's news for you. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's main character, Aloy, is coming to Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite tweeted the following. Seeker survivor, seeker, survivor of the post-apocalypse and hunter of machines, Aloy from Gorilla's Horizon Zero Dawn arrives April 15th. Read about her set, the Aloy Cup, and some info about a special LTM. Gary, uh, Gary uh, Kevin has it pulled up here. We see Aloy hanging off the battle bus kev if you want to scroll down a little bit you'll see uh the full kit and caboodle there for you so you got it there you got it you got it, you got it. aloy there's the skin of course you got uh the cup there you got her her pickaxe looks like it's her little stabby stab or glider looks like it's the the one of the the dinosaurs you got a bunch of stuff in there for aloy huh 
I said it's the bird. The cup thing is her backpack, right? This bar, this this column here. I can't see your cursor, but yeah, what I mean, oh, like, yeah, the, you, the, yeah, the stabby, the stabby stab is her pickaxe. Her pickaxe, yeah, and then the back back bling is the yeah, other thing is. that I can't see because this is too low res for me here. I guess I could open up the actual link. No, I can make it bigger. Look at that. Better for you? No, I. Yeah, it's well, it's not a cup. It's like a secret of the ooze holder. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? They got a big, uh, big secret of the ooze in the. Dude, let me tell you. It turns out is Horizon Zero Dawn on the moon and a oh. sequel to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's what it comes oh. down to. Of course, you don't have to buy her if you want to. You can participate in the Aloy Cup and try to win it there. But if you're like me and Kevin, you, we have to buy it. We can't yeah, just gonna, we can't just get it. Is this out now? Kevin, are you are, are you gonna buy it? No, no, April fifteenth. April fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. No, Tax I'm day. definitely gonna buy it. I'm gonna definitely buy yeah, it. Really? Yeah, really. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't, did you like? It? I don't remember. Did you love Halo? Yeah, uh, I, I really yeah. liked it, but I only. I did, it's one of those things where I got halfway through and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this Breath of the Wild game. Mm, yeah, that'll do. You it. know, and it's like I I still want to go back. Kevin was never seen again. Yeah, yeah. It was 120 uh, hours in two weeks, like Gary. It was. Oh, it hit me hard. Christ. It hit me hard. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gary, what a, I know you're not a Fortnite guy, but you t we were talking earlier about your daughter. Does she play Fortnite yet? Is that is that gotten to her? No, she doesn't like shooty games. Gotcha. What about shooty games with buildies? Uh, no, well, I mean, she just likes buildings. She likes Minecraft. Anything with sure. like shooting each other or hurting other people, she doesn't like that. So gotcha. Good for her, I say. Yeah, um, see how long that lasts. We'll break her. Yeah, we'll get her. <laughs> She's not getting she away likes, with uh, it. She likes Splatoon. That's more okay. her level. She might like uh, Knockout City, things like that. That's more her. Speed. Sure. Yeah, Knockout City might be over. Island. Yeah, for sure. When's that out? Is that April or is that a uh, May? I don't know. It's supposed to be soon, isn't it? The beta just happened. Knockout City video game. May twenty first. May twenty. Oh, my dad's birthday. Look at that. What a way to celebrate. Number one crane operator, Greg Miller. You know what I mean? What'd you get Jen for her birthday, by the way? Uh, that is uh, classified. Is that proprietary? It hasn't here yet, and I know that there are what I what I like to tell you are there. There are narks in the chat, and I'm not about to come out. I got it. I thought maybe you'd already given us some. I don't know. No, no, no. I made breakfast. If it's yet to be revealed, then yeah, of course. Don't Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have some straight up nerds popping off in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Kebabs goes, the dinosaur glider is a glint hawk. It's modeled after a bird, which is distinctly related to dinosaurs. All right, great. I like the nerd voice that you're putting on just for that, Greg. That's good. Nanobiologist says, Aloy's back bling is a blaze container as seen on the map that you could hit to cause explosions. Where have you been hiding this nerd voice? I love it. You should do it more often. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a huge fucking nerd, so I don't want to do it to myself all the time. But, <laughs> but a little thing on, on the my new details of Horizon Zero Dawn that I don't remember. I'll toss it out there. I just remember the big T-Rex. I liked him. Uh, number five on the Roper Report, Ubisoft is shutting down some servers for its video game. We turn to Darren over at GameSpot who writes, Ubisoft has announced that it will soon be shutting down the servers of several of its older games, including mm -hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas, Assassin's Creed 2, Far Cry 2, and more. The majority of the affected titles are PC games <laughs> with several PS2, Xbox 360, PSP, and <laughs> uh, I think they mean Vita and Vita games are also being shut down uh, at an undetermined time later in 2021. Several 
PS2, Xbox 360, PSP, and PSP games also being shut down, whatever. Uh, Ubisoft explained in a blog post uh, that while multiplayer online services for these games will be switched off, players can still access solo features. Uh, if the game is Ubisoft Connect enabled, uh, then this service will no longer be available for the title on consoles, and the microtransaction currency of Ubisoft units will be disabled. Ubisoft added that there will be no refunds on unused in-game currencies. Rewards will be uh, also uh, disabled in-game game and even though they can still be unlocked ubisoft says that players will no longer receive them uh ubisoft multiplayer servers that are being shut down on june 1st are these are all pc games assassin's creed 2 prince of persia forgotten sands far cry 2 no 1404 might and magic class of heroes splinter cell conviction the settlers 7 might and magic x legacy ubisoft multiplayer servers that are being shut down uh in 2021 in a more nebulous time, I guess. Uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier 2021. Uh, this will be on PC, Xbox 360, and PS3. Uh, Rainbow Six Lockdown, PC, PS2, and Xbox. Rainbow Six Vegas 2, uh, PC, Xbox uh, 360, PS3, Xbox One. And then Rainbow Six Vegas, PC, Xbox 360, PC... Uh, no, I'm sorry, PS3 and PSP. Ubisoft said that the reason why it was shutting down services for some of its older games uh, that only have a small audience is that it's a necessary step to allow its IT and service staff to, quote, better focus on delivering great online experiences to the vast majority of customers who are playing newer, more popular titles. Gary, is this the problem with 2021 in games? Everybody puts their money in these online things and it all dies. Yeah, I mean, but not just 2021. This has been going on for years. I always think this is really sad. I mean, I, I, I obviously totally understand the economic reasons why they have to do it. At some point, you know, that Ubisoft or any company is not going to spend the money keeping servers up for what might be literally just a few hundred or a few dozen people who are still playing. So I totally understand that. And honestly, when you rattle off some of those games, I'm like my first reaction was, man, like those servers were still running. Like I was actually amazed they've been going as long as they have. So good to Ubisoft for keeping them going. At the same time, it's always really sad, right? Because think about who, who are the few hundred people or the few dozen people left playing those games? The people who really, really, really like those games, right? They're still playing. They're still loyal. And they've got years and years uh, in playing those games and they've you know, made friends and, you know, they have people that they meet in these games and like you, you know, you build relationships and, and, and you know, at some point, you know, it's all gone with the flip of a, of a switch, you know, server side. Yeah. I remember reading a few years ago, several years ago now, there used to be a really popular MMO uh, on PC. It was a Microsoft game called Asheron's Call. It was their attempts to kind of get into the EverQuest market, you know, the World of Warcraft market. And as you remember, most of those games didn't succeed. You know, most some of them are still going, but a lot of them, they just said, you know what, this ain't, this ain't happening. And they flipped off the servers. And there was a whole thing about like the last day inside mm, asheron's mm. core where like they knew you know they had given everyone notice you know 30 days from now we're going to switch off the servers so you know it's you know it's it's like being told you have a turn obviously i don't want to make light of it but it's like being told you have like you have 30 days left to live like yeah. do what you like say goodbye to everyone because you know you've got an expiration date you know uh, locked in at this point and on the last day everyone got together and kind of communed and like had a big celebration and basically said goodbye and then they flipped a switch and then that whole world that whole online universe with all of the relationships and all of its history just winked out of existence and it was just gone forever. And it's really, there's something really sad about that and really tragic. And that was one big example of it, but you see, you know, examples of this with smaller communities where servers are getting turned off every day, totally understand the practicalities of it. At the same time, kind of on an emotional level, I find it really sad. 
Yeah, 100% right there with you. And that's the thing where I, I look at this and I'm like, obviously, this is the right business decision. I can't imagine there are thousands of people playing these games. You've had your fun and it's got to go away. But of course, it's sad. And like, it is that ongoing video game preservation conversation we have all the time of these experiences that are awesome, but like, well, you'll never be able to have again. And that's sad and complicated. And I think, you know, the rise of YouTube and Let's Plays and stuff like that has helped in, to, in a way of showcasing like here, here you can lock it in. You can have a video of Anno 1404 gameplay together and have it. People understand that in 10 years, what that was, but it doesn't remove it from the fact of, yeah, it's sad. Like, you know, you talk about MMOs going down, like when DC universe online inevitably one day is like, Hey, we're shutting it off at the end of the year. Like I'm going to come back hard for that final month. Right. And oh, I want to yeah, be there. Yeah. I want to be there. And, and, and ironically, that's what you see is that once they announce, like the expiration date and they usually try to give you like 30 days notice or whatever the player numbers suddenly go back up right because everybody wants to go in there for like you know for sentimental reasons or their final goodbyes or whatever like i haven't played warcraft in years but and if they and obviously they i don't think they would because it's one of the few left that's still really successful but if they ever announced they were turning that off i probably would go back for like one final little pilgrimage or something just to say goodbye because i have so many fond memories of playing that game you see it all the time i used to enjoy the the matrix online it was actually a, it was one of the mmos that i actually really enjoyed it. it was really good um obviously and it was a really good idea for an mmo as well like the matrix it just made total sense really enjoyed that didn't survive they, they switched it off star wars galaxies there are so many examples of this um and yeah it's 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 kind of the risk that you you know it's like getting it's like getting into any relationship right like you mm-hmm. anytime you get into a relationship you risk the you know Heartbreak. the idea that you might get your heart broken. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But yeah. we still do it because we love video games, um, and it's easy for something like Warcraft. It's easy, right? Uh, because there's there's every chance that that game's going to be around for a long time. Anytime it's more of an edge case. I mean, look at all the people. I mean, them, I'm sure there were people who really liked Anthem. Oh yeah. Not, oh dude, I, right? trust me. As somebody who's, I stayed subscribed to the Anthem subreddit the entire time because I enjoyed it. I wanted, and I always wanted my, uh, you know, ear to the ground of what was happening. And yeah, when they announced the end of Anthem, dude, it was a period of mourning on that. Subreddit. Yeah. So there's like, all, oh. there are going to be some people that are, who are really sad. I remember, um, what was the other, what was the other one? I, there was another one. I was thinking, it's gone now, but I was just thinking of another, another example of this where, Oh no. I, I mean, like, even in the current era, like if I was, if I was, if I was playing Marvel's Avengers right now and I really liked it, I'd be fucking nervous, Greg, because you know, that's te- that, that game's got one foot in the First grave. off, motherfucker all right <laughs> am i nervous for marvel's avengers you, of course i am you. you got square enix up here what is the contract is marvel <laughs> games hitting it is crystal hitting it here's the thing is like i am riding high on the roadmap until we get to the black panther expansion let me tell you once we get the expansion war for wakanda once we get the expansion big gary once we the get the expansion roadmap, for Greg, that was for a great Wakanda. fucking roadmap. You know where that, that roadmap went? Right off the edge of a fucking cliff. That is and exactly when, when we get to Wakanda. Going. That's when I worry. That's when I'll worry. Is when we get to Wakanda and I see if they do anything after that. If that has brought enough people in to save them and give them money, that's when I'll be worried, Gary. All right. Yeah. Keep, you keep banking the future on Hawkeye. I've been going ten years. I ain't worried about you, it. You, you, you keep betting on Hawkeye. He's going to come through. The most beloved Avenger. Listen, was it a mistake on their part to start with two Hawkeyes? Of course it was. That was a huge <laughs> fucking mistake. Who the fuck over there thought that was a good idea? I guess when they thought it was going to be month to month, it wouldn't have been a bad idea. But I mean, like, Black. I mean, I mean, it's a Black Panther Black in Wakanda. Cool. That seems that seems much more like. Oh yeah, now I'm paying attention. Yeah. We're gonna see. We'll get to. Let's see when we get to. Black I'm just Panther, saying, Howard. Greg, prepare. Prepare to have your heart break. I want, this, is, I, this, this, is, this is the point in your relationship, Greg, where like your girlfriend 
is like like doing a lot of like text. Like, who are you texting? Oh, no one. Like, I'm telling you, start getting fucking nervous, Greg, because that's what's happening right now. The Avengers are doing are doing sneaky texts. Okay. okay. And I'm telling you, the writing is on the wall, mate. I know it is, Gary. Just let me live in denial. Will you let me live in denial? Don't call it out. Let's see how it happens with Black Panther. Maybe that brings everybody and everybody's happy. They will not be, and it will not be a good scene. Don't worry about it. Uh, you, you know, we're talking about things surviving, Gary. You know what's going to be around a long time? Kind of funny. That is, oh, yeah. if you That's support it, ladies and gentlemen, over on patreon.com slash games, where, of course, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every day. And, of course, you can get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You didn't go there. So let's talk about our sponsors. Today, one of our sponsors is Purple Mattress. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. The one thing you can always count on for comfortable stuff is Purple Mattress. That's because Purple is comfort reinvented. <laughs> for the record, I ad-libbed that, and it didn't make any sense but you understand only purple has the grid a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders neck and hips i don't know how it does it it's just fantastic because of how it's designed the grid doesn't trap air air actually circulates and flows through it so you'll never overheat the grid bounces back as you move and shift unlike memory foam which remembers everything that's why memory foam has craters and divots kind of funny loves purple mattress uh joey noel sleeps like a baby on the one she has and she says it's nice and soft and right now, you can try uh, try your Purple Mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available, too. Purple really is a is really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use the promo code games10. That's purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10. Terms apply. And our other sponsor is Burrow. Finding new furniture is always a hassle, whether it's finding what's right, getting it delivered, or the setup itself. Most of us haven't found our forever home, which makes buying furniture a double-edged sword. You're either buying some cheap futon that you'll just leave on the curb someday, or you're investing in an expensive sofa that might last forever, but definitely becomes a pain in the butt when it's time to move. You think someone would have figured out how to create quality furniture built for the way we actually live wherever we live. Well, someone has Burrow. Burrow makes it easy to shop for everything you need for your living room online. No far-flung warehouses, no high-pressure salespeople. Plus, Burrow's world-class support team is available for whenever you need them. Uh, Burrow's innovative modular design and helpful, super helpful instructions make assembling and disassembling your furniture quick and hassle-free. And when it's time to move, your Burrow furniture won't hold you back. Their credenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically, and their award-winning Nomad Sofa has a built-in USB charger for all-day power Tim Gettys was just talking about on Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday. Burrow saves you an average of $100 on large items like a couch and a logistics headache. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash games for $75 off your Burrow purchase. Burrow.com slash games. Gary, to round out. The Roper Report, a simple one at number six. There's a new Nintendo Indie World coming. Uh, a new, this is Nintendo, of course, a new hashtag Indie World Showcase arrives on Wednesday, April 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Tune in for a live stream featuring roughly 20 minutes focused on fresh and new indie games coming to Nintendo Switch. Gary, are you excited? Are you hyped? Are you going to watch that? Yeah, you know me. I love Nintendo and I love indie games. Put the two together. And you have my attention. Winning combination right there. Yep. Uh, again, that is Wednesday, April 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific. That's tomorrow. Is this, uh, sorry, is this a direct or is this something that's different from a direct? 
This is like a direct, but it's it's not. It's it's Nintendo and their indie partners. So it's not like a direct like you're gonna get huge Nintendo stuff. You're just gonna get the indie stuff. No, but they have. That's what the indie directs are for. I'm confused why they they have the indie directs. A while ago, why, they got away from calling indie directs thing? indie directs. They call them indie world showcases. So this is an okay, indie world showcase. Got it. So okay, got it. All right, it's just what they call it. Understood. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that. Well, shit. I'm asking Tim if we're reacting to this tomorrow, so I can get you an answer here. Because you know, I'm live on a show. Tim asked me a question. Rather than answer his question, I'll ask him a question back. He's typing. Tim Gettys is typing. He's, he's typing right now. He's going Y E S or N O. Oh, and he stopped typing. He's thinking about it. I'll let you know by the end of the show, probably. Well, Gary, I, I'm excited I, to see. What, oh, sorry. Well, I just want to make one comment on this. What I would like to see from uh, this this next indie showcase and and more of them going forward, and just generally in terms of Nintendo's approach. What, Nintendo is, is in a really strong position right now. Most indie developers will tell you that if you want to make money on consoles with an indie game, you go to the Nintendo Switch. Like the, the data is there, right? It's Steam and Nintendo Switch is where you make your money as, an, as a Nintendo developer. Both of those platforms are mature enough now that like that we have an avalanche of data where developers will tell you that's, that's why Hades is on mm-hmm. the Switch and it's not yet on the Xbox or the PlayStation 4 because they, they, they knew that that was where the money was to be made. It will inevitably come to those platforms, but they went with Switch because that they didn't do that because they have a sentimental love of Nintendo. They did it because that they knew that's where the money was. And, and also, Nintendo so, gave them money. Yes, I mean, and, and, uh, yes, and, and it's all it's all money wherever it comes from. Like it's all, you know, all you know, whether it be Nintendo incentivizing them to make it exclusive to their platform, or just the fact that you will sell more on the Nintendo Switch. Either way, it all it all adds up to money in uh, Super Giant Games' pocket. Of course. Given given that, I actually don't know why more indie developers don't seem to be following that lead. There are a lot of indie games that debut on Nintendo Switch, but in terms of the big ones that we think about, I think the, the thing that I find a little bit disappointing uh, on the Switch side right now is that indie games, it's great. They're all there. But what we're seeing increasingly is basically just ports of indie games that are already established hits on other, on other platforms. I would like to see more... Uh, you know, big indie developers and big indie titles debuting on the Switch rather than just, oh yeah, like we're getting the Switch port of, you know, Hollow Knight or something that was, you know, that's already been out there for a long time on another platform. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the reason you're, I, the reason that's happening is the same reason you're complimenting why Super Gen, it's both Nintendo, PlayStation and Xbox and mainly I would say Xbox and Nintendo even though I guess even that's a lie when you look at stuff like Goodbye Volcano High or Bug Snacks or whatever all three of the big publishers are throwing around money at indies and being like hey let, let us get it on Game Pass hey let it be on PlayStation Plus hey let it just be a timed exclusive over here and doing that like there is a bidding war for games right now which is so great for independent developers and I use independent developers here as independent developers i'm not talking i'm talking about big independent developers triple i or whatever and the the people who are in one you know a two team in a basement kind of thing like in general if you aren't owned by somebody right now it's a great time to be making games because literally people have a game idea they make a playable build and then they go to xbox they go to playstation they go to nintendo they play them all off each other to find the best deal and then yeah like a a lot of it comes down i think in some ways to art style of what looks like a switch game and where should we start there and would you have a better success there and then it's also comparing like well we saw this amount of success with something like dead cells we saw this amount of success with something else like there's so much data out there and all the developers are talking to each other that it's just such a fantastic time right now for for people to be around there going this is great and this is you know where i should go and what i should do 
You see this? Uh, Gary. Uh, wait, you see this? Yeah, no, 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 right I see it, now? I see it, I see it. Hold on. Let me, do the, let me host the fucking show. <laughs> let me host the fucking show, Gary. I'm trying to help you, Greg. I'm trying to help you. Before we get Except out of here, I'm yes, trying, we I'm are trying doing, to compete with you. I know we I can are, do. we are doing it, ladies and gentlemen. You. We're reacting to the Indie World tomorrow, 9 a.m. You can be here at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. But breaking news, we have two of them for you at number seven on the Roper Report. Uh, number one, it is being reported by Jeff Keeley the voice of God uh, on Twitter. Surprising no one, San Diego Comic-Con has bailed on its in-person event over Thanksgiving weekend and now plans to return with an in-person in San Diego, July 2022. Uh, good. good call, San Diego Comic-Con. Fucking stupid idea. I'm glad they've seen the error of a their ways. Incredibly I can only imagine the backlash was really bad that they've canceled it. Or, or, yeah, I mean, or they just couldn't fill it up. Like all the all the guests and all the celebs and all the vendors are like, fuck, fuck this, that. Yeah, I, do this. I, I, I do fucking this. missed Thanksgiving last year because of COVID. I'm not fucking missing it this year. Go fuck yourselves. And, and on so, top of yeah, that, while we're having weed and gone, gone and fuck themselves. On top of that, suggested. while we <laughs> On top of that, while we were alive, the second piece of breaking news for you came from Call of Duty's Twitter, where they said, uh, 42121, the end is near, dot, 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 hashtag Warzone. So it looks like war, a big Warzone update is coming on April 21st, 2021. Uh, it might be the final time that Nick gets to go Verdansk before they blow it up or whatever. And I was, you know, I hear these. This is what it's got to be like for you, Gary. You got your kid in the back yakking about something you don't care about. I don't know. What is she like that you don't care about, but she talks about all the time? Minecraft. Minecraft. She's yak, yak, yakking about the, the, the sheep and how she's going to go home and she's going to craft out this little oven and make some bread. And you're like, whatever. That's Nick and Andy talking about Verdansk and talking about Warzone. But I know that there's some kind of nuke thing that might be coming for them. They've been saying that for a while. Uh, April 21st, I actually want to clarify something about Minecraft. Though. Like, it's not my cup of tea, but my daughter loves it. Yeah. And she's eight years old. And the stuff that she creates in it is amazing. She made like a whole hotel uh for me and uh, some of our family friends to stay in and it was all labeled like price list and stuff and guest rooms and stuff she's eight what you i mean it's it's credit to her because she's very smart but credit to what you can do in that game the eight-year-olds can like make all this amazing stuff it, it, again it's not a game that i enjoy playing but like sometimes when i watch what she i'm like i'll stop sometimes and i'm like wait did you build that or was that something yeah. like came with the game so no i built it it's amazing that's awesome yeah really cool you know what else is awesome new games but some of the games are so far away that they're not that new and I can't get them. So if I wanted new games that were out right now, Gary, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Demon Skin on PC, Poison Control on PS4 and Switch, Never Winter Sharandar, Episode 2 is on PC, Temtem's Chip, Anku Island update is available now. Red Dead Online players are looking to explore the outer edges of the five states, can do so with a free fast travel this week, uh, taking them across the frontier, packed with free roam missions and free roam events, all delivering double XP. Kung Fu Kickball uh, is in Steam Early Access on PC and Mac today. And then there is a free game mode, or two new, two, multiple game free game modes, and a paid cosmetic Metal Ox DLC today for Ghost Runner. Uh, new dates for you. Uh, Call of Duty says, experience Experience the Code of the Samurai this Friday as Call of Duty Mobile Season 3 Tokyo Escape begins on April 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific. Players can slice and dice their way through the season's new multiplayer mode, Swords and Stones, or battle it out on two new maps, Oasis and Coastal. Uh, Bless Unleash's final PC... Bless Unleashed. Oh, so the game is called Bless Unleashed. 
The final PC beta test begins May 12th, and then BB and Tina at the horse farm is expected to launch in North America on May 11th for PlayStation 5. I'm excited about that. Well, that could be right up your alley, Greg. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, it's, After it's, the, it's a car- uh, cancel Avengers. That could be your next game. Don't, you know, don't say it, Gary. If you say it, you make it real. All right. Like again, Black Panther could hit really big. <laughs> Maybe as we get closer, they'll announce something comes after Black Panther. Oh, don't you worry. Don't oh, you worry. Greg. You're, you, but you know what's going to happen? Uh, your grandchildren and my children will be playing Marvel's Avengers for years yeah. to come. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, Greg. We'll get there. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Kevin. No, you know, no. you know what I mean. Like, don't you worry about it. Everything we ask people watching fun. live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games to go to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Now, a while back, I got all the nerds up in a roar because I said, "Hey, look at these nerds trying to cl- correct some Horizon Zero Dawn stuff, right?" And of course, here I said I like the T Rex one. And Ken Poe writes, and it goes, "There is no T Rex in Horizon Zero Dawn." Kevin, throw up the fucking art. Throw up the goddamn page. Of course, He's I'm talking dumb, about the Thunderjaw. Dumb kids. They're Kevin so Poe, <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. I'm right there <laughs> looking him, at a Thunderjaw. You tell me that Thunderjaw isn't at all related to the T Rex? Oh, Fine, I'll go to the Horizon shit. Zero Dawn wiki. I'm an asshole. You're, you're calling I'll it go to the Horizon I'm Zero Dawn wiki, and what do I find under bitches. fucking appearance? Let him get it Kevin out. Let him get it out. The Jaw is a huge bipedal machine with features akin to those of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Did oh, you change your coffee? Guys, I accept your apology. Lately, I accept your apology, and your punishment is to only eat soup all day. All right, that's you what fucking, you're allowed you to do. You went You went after some poor bastard in the chat a week or two ago over some minor infraction. Now you're fucking going in calling people sons of bitches. What the Gary, hell? there's something I'm, you need to I'm know. I'm like the nice right? guy now. He's not supposed to. You're supposed to be the straight man. I'm supposed to be the dickhead. When you you're the warden flipped. of the prison, you flip you, you, you have some of these convicts getting out of line, right? Yeah. If you don't correct the matter, what happens? They're dancing and they're singing they and they're thrusting their their Elvis Presley in jailhouse blues. And I will not times, be a part of a jailhouse blues Most of the times, I don't even have the chat on. Sometimes when I do, I see comments. I'm like, I'm biting my tongue. I'm like, you dumb son of a bitch. And I really want to go in on them. Every now and again, I do it, and, and, and I think better of it because you know what? I'm a guest in someone else's house. I don't want to insult, you know, his chat. Yeah, you but you, of course, you of course can can do it as much as you want. It's your chat, but fucking hell, you've really been seems to be enjoying. I mean, I say more of it. I love it when you go in on him. You should do it more. Now, here's here's a man who is not a nerd. Here's a man who understands real news and understands how to tell me things. Brian writes in and says, Greg, this isn't a you're wrong, but I found the Ecto one in Fortnite covered by a tarp in the bottom most right hand corner of the Jesus map, and I thought you should Christ. know. Brian, I'm again. I appreciate you. You're doing God's work out there, spreading the news of the Ecto One and Ghostbuster references in in Fortnite. That is old. That I think is back in it's the like map. It wasn't the map ago, before. Right? Yeah, yeah. But they cycle things in and out. So I just like oh, that. Yeah, I like I that, Brian. Good yeah, you know, I do that for Another one here, kind of Steven writes in, and he's trying to be half nerd about it. Uh, he says he stepped away for a second, but if you play Fortnite on the PS5, you get Aloy's Banux armor uh, style for free when you get her in game. So there you go, a reason to pick it up there. Of Wait, course, sorry, everybody knows you... too, by the way. What, what was it? Huh? What did he say? You get, you get an alt style for Aloy. If you buy the the one on, if you buy the Aloy armor, you're gonna get the Banux style as well for free. On PlayStation Five. I do, I do think there's a difference. Also, Kevin, if you're just making like an innocuous, if you're just making a comment in the chat you know no matter how fucking boneheaded it might be and there's no shortage of those from what i've seen let me tell you but if that that's one thing and i you know you shouldn't really go in on those people although you do do it um but if somebody makes a point of saying aha you're wrong 
actually, I think you're fine, or whatever. That, they, they could come at you with some smug shit, and they're fucking wrong. Then yeah, you need to give it to them. The whole barrels. thing is that it's an in joke. We're all having fun here. You're a kind of funny best friend by oh, watching I'm the show. You know, I'm just fun. giving you shit. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. If, sometimes I on the, we get we get spicy on your wrong. We have a good time over here. Everybody knows that this is all fun and games. Nobody, I I know every episode is somebody's first episode. So don't worry, we're not like this all the time. We're not always attacking people who are helping us make a better show. We just like to have fun with people. Similar to this one. Now here you think I'm going to make fun of Gilbert G12, but I'm not. I'm going to make fun of somebody else. Warzone, colon, the correct pronunciation according to Snowbike Mike is Verdonsk. Here's what I'll let you know. Snowbike Mike is as Mm. bad at Mm. pronouncing things as I am. Worse. So like I don't worse he's worse than me he says Kevin who's there all the time right mm-hmm. so like I don't need to Gilbert thank you for trying but here's what I want you to know anything Snowbike Mike's taught you how to say don't listen to yeah he Delete says a bunch of file. weird stuff all the time I see the chat make fun of him even more than they make fun of me sure so like don't yeah, don't I, worry I, about I wouldn't it. take pronunciation advice from anyone who uses the word jabroni fifty times a day and I there love Mike. Go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoney's Chodies in the chat says he's the worst. Who remember? <laughs> Call the Snoochies Coochies. Snoochie Coochies. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you want to see where this shit show goes, come to the post show. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Gary and I have an interesting energy. It'll be interesting to see it. Of course, we're having fun with everybody. We're all fun. This is all fun. We all love each other. Thank you for watching. Thanks for, for listening. Uh, remember, you go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to get the post show. You can you subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. You can subscribe on podcasts. No matter where you get it, please keep subscribing. Please share and do all stuff. I don't know if you noticed. I was looking at this yesterday. Every so often... We get close, kind of YouTube.com slash kind of funny games to catching up to YouTube.com slash kind of funny because, like, obviously, YouTube.com slash kind of funny had a head start and does a whole bunch of different stuff. But I've noticed that they're starting to pull way ahead again. They're about to hit 290 or like 270 something. I need you to go subscribe to YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Tell your friends, tell your family, get over there and do it. Get over there. How come we're not talking about the um, the new Nintendo Switch color that got announced today? The blue one? The yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, I mean, that's what's that's what's controversial. People are saying it's not blue. This is going to be like another is this dress blue or yellow kind of thing because it's officially, I guess, called blue. Yeah, they call Actually, it. I don't know what the official IGN said it was. I just saw the IGN thing just now that said, oh, it's, they're doing a new blue Nintendo Switch light, and the color there is like, is it's it's like they found they found like a, a Pantone or like a shade of it that is exactly like. Wait, is that blue or is that purple? What the fuck is that? I don't know, but they found like. It's it's right in the middle of like what the fuck is that color? There's a new Nintendo Switch Lite out there if you're in the market for one. Why in God's earth you'd buy a new Nintendo Switch Lite when you know there's a Nintendo Switch Pro coming? I don't know. Uh, tomorrow your hosts are going to be Blessing and Andy for another Widow Wednesday. Uh, Thursday it's going to be me and Tim, and then Friday it's me and the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee, of course, who just announced yesterday alongside uh, Britt from What's Good that they are both pregnant. So go send them some love and get ready for a fun show on Friday. If you're watching here on Twitch, Snowbike Mike is going to come out and mispronounce a bunch of words with his uh, cavalcade of guest stars. Uh, stick around for that, or go catch wait, it wait, wait, wait. Did, wait, did you just say cavalcade? No, I definitely didn't. I said I, I, said I, I think we're going to run a roll the tape on that one. I said cavalcade, right? Cavalcade. You said cavalcade. No, I refused to admit. No, I was. And we'll get that. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 go back to the tape on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, me and Gary are going to go do a post show and argue with each other. Until next time, <laughs> it's been our pleasure to serve you.